Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation. All right, welcome to Critical Thinking today. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Thursday evening here in Lagos, Nigeria. With me here is Zeal. Hi, Zeal. Hi, Michelle. Good evening. You're welcome. Thank you very much. I love your glasses. Again. You look like a professor, but a cool one. A cool professor. No, so you're not you're not like Einstein or anything. That's the problem with glasses. Once you start, it's it's so hard to stop. Mm. But yes. what if it looks good on you? Then what? Well, I'm wearing it so that I can see properly. I don't really. I'm not. I, you know, yeah, but just I, I don't serve like different glasses. purposes. True, yeah, true, yeah. true, true. At least you got yeah. a good one. I did. Thank you. Yeah, you did. So, Thank how have you. you been? How's the week been? So far, so good. You are the one that you put that thing on my mind. All right, today we're going to talk about some uh, a very interesting topic today that is, you know, tied to our childhood, child to it's a tongue twister, man. Also tied to parenting and tied to our relationship with other people, how we relate with people and how our childhood might affect how we relate with people, how our parenting style as parents might affect how our children relate to other people when they become adults. Zeal has more. So I'm just going to from here. Hi, Zeal. So we're talking about attachment styles today. I read about attachment styles and I was intrigued. It it had me thinking and I thought about it and I was like, this is a topic we need to critically think about on critical thinking. (laughs) It's, it's super, it's, it's almost at the extreme side of psychology, at least for me, because I'm not a psychologist. So to me, it had me thinking too much, but it's so intriguing it's, um, it's the kind of topic that you read about and never want to stop. You start interrogating yourself. You start wondering who you are. When you think you know yourself, these attachment styles will have you thinking about if you truly know yourself or not or how at least you relate to other people. So I'm going to do less talking and more listening today with Zeal. So I hope you do that with me. And if you like to talk, you know what to do. Send us messages on WhatsApp or tweet at Lagos Talks 913. We'll also open up the phone lines to get ready for that. See you? Sure. No, it won't be, it, it be a long conversation. And we've started pretty late, so that's good. Um, so I think the way you've introduced it is very important. And what I would do is I would like to add, because this is critical thinking, I would like to add that a lot of us adults think that we are the ones doing the thinking. Hmm. We think we control how we think. And attachment styles is one of those things when you come across, you realize that you are actually not the one in control of how you behave. It's very important because a lot of us take actions, we take decisions as adults, and we believe those decisions came from within us. And in reality, they did not. The person you are attracted to has nothing, well, I'm not going to say nothing, has very, very, very little. I'll be very careful not to say nothing, but I'm tempted to say nothing, but has very little with what you like, has very little to do with what you like. A lot of people say, oh, I like this kind of people and I'm attracted to them. Do you know why? 
you may not be attracted to them. It may be something else that is making you attracted to them. And attachment styles is a very good introduction to that. And you know, many times on the show, as often as possible, I say things like, do not get into any relationship with anybody without first knowing yourself. And most people, most of us, are very, I don't use the word arrogant, but we're very conceited in thinking, it is me. Mm. I've been with me since I was born. Of course, I know myself. But you're going to find that a lot of us, most of us, know very little about ourselves. We've not studied ourselves. So one, at what, what, what are attachment, attachment styles? styles? Yeah. Yes. So each and every person is in each and every person is in one type of relationship or the other. But let's talk about what do you call this type of relationships? Boyfriend, <coughs> girlfriend relationship. Um mm? intimate relationships. In- let's call them intimate relationships. We are boyfriend, fiance spouse doesn't matter Do those kind love, of love so i'm not talking about brother sister relationship i'm talking about what are they called there's a name for it relationship yeah. Yeah. people know what i'm talking about mm. now for everybody you're in a relationship <coughs> with mm-hmm. you are attached to that person are you yes yeah. by definition you're in a relationship mm-hmm. so you're attached and there's a way you are attached to that person. And that's what an attachment style is. Some people, I mean, like my, my last daughter, in my mind, I call her my shadow. Okay. Because once I'm home and I look back, she's behind me. <laughs> I mean, she's I'm like, she's attached to you. Yeah. So some people are, we use certain terms. I'm sure in relationships, you've heard the term, oh, that person is very needy. Mm. You know, always wants to be. Around or, you, or, or that person is touchy feely, mm-hmm. you know, clingy, clingy. Yes, yeah. you, you hear all those things, and we wonder why is this person like that? You don't have to hold me. You hear of um, uh, PDA, mm-hmm. some people like it, some people do not. So, let's know that there is a child groom the child more often than not, security as most of the people, parenting background is secure and stable. When you're in a relationship, you are very confident. You call your partner, your partner not pick up or does not call you back. You don't get offended. You just, in your head, you're like, you know, there's a good reason. And you move on. You're not easily offended. You're not, you don't feel like your partner's actions always have a meaning on your relationship. Now, you then have the anxious attachment style, which would be basically people in relationships that are very anxious regarding the actions of their partner. Whatever their partner does, they interpret it very personally and it creates whatever anxiety you can imagine. They are the type of people, like Michelle said, we were off, off air. They call you two times, you don't pick up and they go into a frenzy. Yeah. Why didn't you pick up? They can drive. They're scared. They can that run to your house. Why didn't you pick up? What's wrong with you? I've been calling. I'm thinking I was in the bathroom. You know, yeah. Every- so they they have this fear that they are going. You they are going to be left. Yes. Or be alone. The anxiety. Yeah. They, 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 so the, everything that happens in their relationship, they interpret it. I mean, there are many triggers, but this is just an example. Whatever their partner does, they interpret it. That does this mean 
he or she doesn't like them doesn't anymore. like me will leave me or what have i done we see with somebody else is she doing this and it cre- it just generally creates a lot of anxiety so in any relationship they gen uh, anxious and anxious attachment styles generally put a lot of pressure on their partner to be ever present and ever meeting their needs they come across as very needy mm. they're always wondering clingy clingy yes because yeah. what it doesn't happen all the time but generally it is something i would look for if i met someone like that what you would find with people like that very commonly would be that as children through their childhood their parents were probably never present their parents mm. were maybe very hard working and so they were left with nannies all the time and mommy or daddy or both the parents may even be together but very busy and they will go out at night and the kid is left alone the kid wants to come no don't worry and these little tricks we play on children okay go away your shoe and follow me you go away the shoe before you come back mommy or daddy has gone out we don't Mm -hmm. realize the long-term trauma it can cause because that child can easily grow up fearing being left you know or you'd travel with the child and say oh go and see grandma i'll come and pick you tomorrow then you don't come back for three weeks Mm -hmm. you know so a lot of us a lot of people through childhood have gone through things that make them feel like they can be abandoned from what they, the way their parents have treated them. People who get forgotten in school, it's time to pick them up from school, you forget them. Every other person goes home. They have to go home with a friend and all that. So over time, through the childhood, they have grown a morbid fear of being abandoned. And so when they get into a relationship, that fear triggers and whatever their partner does, they're interpreting it as, I hope it's not that you want to abandon me. And it creates anxiety. So that's like a... a and, and because of that, they need constant reassurance. Yes, they always need constant reassurance. <laughs> you have to keep telling them, oh, I'm there for you, I'm there for you. And ah, are you sure you're coming back? Ah, I'm just going for a party. Are you sure there's nobody? And you're wondering, where's all this coming from? Mm. It's, it's childhood trauma. Now, their avoidance attachment styles are very interesting. They are almost like the opposite of anxiety once you start getting too close they get uncomfortable mm-hmm. so they like you at a distance you know and we've seen it a lot you know long distance relationships you guys are talking every day everything is going very well then you find yourself in the same city and then after two or three weeks the other person is now t- not taking your calls they need space they need space and i wonder what's, what's going on everything was cool so the avoidant attachment style is not comfortable with closeness. Is not very comfortable with intimacy. They oh, kind of like emo- and emotion showing of they emotions. They want to show emotions. Yeah. Yes, I think you've read this thing a lot. I have. I did <laughs> some know? research. Yes. Yeah. So so they they kind of like what they would call space. They don't want you. They don't want you too around. They don't want you too far. What I call the left hand theory. They want to hold you with the left hand so you don't go too far, but you're not too close. So that's the avoidant attachment style now here's the um very interesting part the avoidant attachment style and the anxious attachment style are like magnets they kind of attract each other it's kind of a it's kind of a very warped loop it's a very unhealthy attachment but they are they're kind of is how what's the you know how 
when we had COVID, remember, and they were explaining how the virus attaches to certain types of cells mm-hmm. in the body. Very unhealthy attachment, but a very strong attachment. That's how the anxious and, um, attachment style and the avoidant attachment style behave. The avoidant, once they're in a relationship, the avoidant is looking for space and the anxious is running after you. Don't leave, don't leave. And the avoidant, oh, stop chasing me, stop chasing me, you know? And they kind of reenact their childhood trauma that keeps them unhappy but keeps them in the relationship. And it's almost like they date, they break up, they date, they break up, and they just keep hovering around each other nearly endlessly. Now, while I'm taking this back to how we think, it's not something you can snap out of. It's not something you think about before you do. It's something that has been conditioned into you and until you are fully aware of it, you actually have no control over it. It completely and utterly consumes you at a subconscious level and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it until you are aware of it, you know which one you have and then you seek professional help to deal with whatever it was in in your childhood that caused it. If you don't do all that, you're going to have to live with it, whether you like it or not. And sometimes you may be lucky. I was telling Michelle of Air that in in our, given our environment, given our upbringing in this environment, it's not very common to find adults with secure attachment styles. It's not common. And unfortunately, and this is just my own personal assessment. I'm happy I may be wrong, but this is my personal assessment. In our environment, given the peculiarities of our environment, women with secure attachment styles are more likely to stay alone longer. Yes, unfortunately. That's my own assessment. The irony. The irony. Because they are secured. And their security comes across as confidence. Right? Now, their security to an anxious person would come across as nonchalance. Because the anxious person is hovering and buzzing around like a bee. And the secure person doesn't see any problem with what's going on. So, no, it's okay. And they think, you don't really care about me. Now, imagine this is a lady in a relationship and the guy is saying, you don't care about me. That relationship is not likely to last. Not very long. If the lady is secure and the guy is avoidant, because she's secure, when he wants space, you know what she's going to say? Take it. I mean, I'm sure you... You know, I'm sure you were together, so you want your space go. And the thing is, he want, they, they don't. People like that don't like that. They don't like it. They kind they, they like the anxious people. They, you they, cannot, they, they love they, the they attention. Feed, the, the negative energy feeds off. They yeah. feed off each other. So yeah. the avoidant person says, "Oh, I'll call you back," and then doesn't call you for a whole day. The secure person is fine with it. The secure person is not interpreting the actions of the partner as personal. So they'll be like, "Well, if he didn't call back, I'm sure he's." busy. You'll call back when he has time. So it's not that they don't want to talk to you. It's just that they trust you because they are secure and they, they project that security across and the avoidant person is going to think, this person doesn't really care for me. They like the one who chases yes, after them. Yes. 
It so makes them feel yeah. wanted, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I said, go Because that's what they lacked in childhood. Yes. So that that's why I say it's going to be a huge disadvantage to the ladies who are sec- who have secure attachment styles. Now, when it's a guy, again, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's not something that is secret. Our society is kind of skewed against women. So when it's a guy, it's easier. You know, if, if the guy is the one that is secure, is the, let me not say secure. If the guy is the one with the secure attachment style in the relationship, he can kind of hold forth for both. Because he's secure, it's easier, you know. It's easier for him to bend in the direction of what the lady wants than it is for a lady to bend in the direction of what the man wants because the secure attachment style lady bending to feed the insecurity of the anxiety person or the space of the anxious of the avoidant person makes her start to look desperate and a secure attachment style lady would abhor looking desperate so that's why i said it could come across as a disadvantage and for a lady that has a secure attachment style to find a guy that has a secure attachment style it's rare it's not impossible it's just significantly more difficult because in our environment finding people with secure attachment styles is not easy and a lot of people growing up say things i know when people say those things it really makes me sad oh my parents did this to me and i turned out okay and i look at them and say i think to myself you are you don't even know you are not okay yeah you are are far from okay what you think but begin because most of us in this environment are not okay being not okay looks normal so all of us are traumatized and abused and we grew up and everybody was traumatized and abused and so when we're in our circles and eight of us are having the same experiences we think that that is what normal is but and by definition if majority have it then that's what normal is but normal is not healthy and so what is normal in our environment is very unhealthy so being unhealthy and being in unhealthy relationships is unfortunately, by definition, normal in our society. How, how does this really inform us on intentional parenting? Whoa. In, so, uh, you see, that thing you said, Michelle, and maybe now you begin to understand why... I can say this because I'm married. Why I'm so against marriage. Because a lot of us... Let me, let, me, let me use a very weird analogy. Before you take an engineer to an oil rig to do work, he must have a lot of certifications. He must pass a lot of safety exams. He must have his degree. He must have experience. So he would have gone to primary school six years secondary school five or six years university four years that's 16 years and then he'll do certifications and all that so you're going to say before this guy can get on a rig he would have anything from 15 to 20 years experience before you can trust him to do the work as an engineer you need him to do but how many years experience do we have before we become parents how many years of training on parenting do we go through before we become parents? 
how many years of training when i say training the same way an engineer goes through very specific delivery training how many years of training do we have on being a proper husband or being a proper wife do we have if you're lucky in your church you will go through marriage counseling for what a few weeks one class a week for six weeks or eight weeks and that's it and you think we all think that that's enough to understand attachment styles and why your spouse is behaving this way why your spouse needs space why your spouse needs reassurance or to understand your spouse's representational system this person is auditory or this person is visual so if you want to communicate effectively with your spouse it is better to send a whatsapp message than to make a phone call do you know the difference we don't know those things there's a huge difference there's a big difference yes some people will prefer if it's really important send me a message if it's really important call some other people if it's really important be there present with me first we those are those those come out of your representational systems and out of your representational systems come your love language mm-hmm. right some people it's acts of service i would rather you got off your chair to do something for me than buy me a gift some people want gifts some people don't care what you do why are we like that we don't go through all that then you now have your attachment styles then you now get children. You have no idea what your child can react to. You have no idea how your behavior affects the psyche of your child. You have no idea what your child is absorbing and going to replay in 10, 12, 15 years. We don't go through any of those classes. We don't de- have any deliberate training on any of those things. And guess what? At the end of the day, all of those things create major societal dysfunction there's a part of the good book that i really like and i'll quote it forward but i prefer to understand it backwards i know what it says train a child the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it i prefer to understand it backwards you know what backwards means just means take the latter part first when you see an adult behaving in any way that you need to change you have to revisit his childhood that's what it means because if he says train a child the way he should go and when he's old he will not depart from it it means when he's old whatever way he's not departing from he was was trained that way as a child now the question is how do we train children we think is when we sit down and talk to them no it's not they observe us they look at us they watch us they sponge our behavior as parents. I mean, I, I don't know if I said it a few weeks ago. Uh, my last daughter was talking to me. I was listening to her. I was looking for something on my phone. You know, so she was talking and I was answering. And then after a while, she paused for like 10 seconds. She didn't say anything. You know, And then I looked up at her. And she said, Daddy, you know what? Maybe I'll come back when you finish with your phone. This girl is not five yet. And she has already noticed that daddy's phone is more important than me. That's the message I was giving. I did not intend to give that message. That's not the message that I was passing. But that's the message she understood. Now, guess what? What if she didn't say it? I wouldn't know. She would have just said, okay, daddy, I'll walk away. And I'll think, oh, she's done. But what I would have inadvertently done is create an insecurity in her that my phone or whatever I'm doing on my phone is more important than her. 
I can't that so what I then did was I put the phone down. So now she calls. Anytime she's talking to me, I put down the phone and I face her. And I try to do that with all my children. Because it then shows them that they're important. Those little actions, not every child is able to express it. And so a lot of us as parents have no idea what it is. You raise your voice at a child. The way a child expresses themselves and their emotions are different. You raise your voice at a child. The child does not understand why you're raising your voice. The child just knows that I've made mommy or daddy angry. And all the child did was maybe not finish their food. And you shout at the child. And the child is now going to have an insecure programming regarding food. And you don't realize it. The child is going to be afraid when they don't finish food. Even when you're not there, child is going to start to hide things from you. So we don't, because we have, we are, I don't know anywhere, maybe some people were lucky, but I don't know anywhere, at least in our country, in either of the two major religions, where there is a very deliberate activity in training people for relationships, for marriage, or for parenting. I'm not aware. It is after the world. People say, oh, is it not my child? Not, not be me born. I know everything. Mm, it doesn't work like that. I've heard that so many times. It's my child. I know the child. I'm like, if it were that simple, then everybody would be exactly what their parents wanted them to be. But it's not. It, it's really not. So yeah, these things are really important for us. And we don't realize that even how we react in society, how we think, how we express ourselves, how we imbibe information, how we relate with political leadership is all a function of parenting. People from healthy parenting backgrounds are bolder. People from backgrounds where they can, in a healthy manner, ask questions and get answers. Oh, mommy, daddy, why did you do this? Why should I do this? Do it because I said so. And we do that. I told you to do it. Just go and do it. Don't ask me any questions. We get that very often. When that child grows up, the parent sees the, the child sees the parents as authority figures. When the parent child grows up and the political leader says, Everybody do this, think the child will ask why? All the child knows is people in authority should not be questioned, starting from parenting. So I encourage my children to ask me questions. And sometimes we go into debates, oh daddy, but do this now, for instance. 8 o'clock, time to go to bed, blah, blah, blah. But daddy, why are we going to bed so early? I say, you need, you need 10 hours sleep so you can get up in time to go to school. I'll explain this is why. And they'll tell me, but there's no school tomorrow. Then, hey, it doesn't matter. Still go to bed. Then what you're doing is you're undermining their intellect because they've reasoned it out. You, the parents, cannot explain it. So what that means is next time somebody gives them an instruction that makes no sense to them, even though they've reasoned that it makes no sense to them, they won't challenge it. And we don't realize that through childhood, through ineffective parenting, we are molding the society of the future. We don't realize it. And that's why in any social studies, any culture, they tell you that the family unit is the bedrock of society. That's the reason. So how you raise your children will determine their future. Their future determines the future of the nation. How will they attach themselves through attachment styles to partners? 
some people are attached to abusive partners and you just i don't understand how somebody can just be attracted to someone that's abusive if they grew up in a home where the parents were abusive and we have a lot of them everyday parents come home shout at you verbally abusive psychologically abusive emotionally abusive physically abusive and every day the same parent tells you i'm doing it because i love you when they grow up and get into a relationship they will misinterpret love to be abuse if you are not abusing me then you can't really love me and these are not congruent thoughts going through anybody's head it's just a subconscious programming my daddy and mommy love me and they will shout at me and they will beat me and they will punish me because they love me then you get into a relationship 20 years later and the person says i love you like no you don't the person is not going to say you don't beat me but the person does not feel what they've been raised love to aggression. be yes they just think you're not and i'm sure we've seen it on some of these very weird american movies or on on social media where some i see it mainly with black american ladies where they say things like if your guy is jealous and doesn't hit you then he doesn't really love you hmm? you know and i'm thinking this is skit it has to be a joke it's not a joke i mean there's this law program kind of a judge judy or one of those type of programs where the lady wanted a divorce that her husband was treating her too nice Mm. you know and the judge was like i'm sorry conditioning it's conditioning so what you've raised your children to what you've exposed your children to what you've raised them to experience because what thing we forget about raising children is as adults if you treat me badly michelle I will dislike you mm-hmm. and I will avoid you. Mm-hmm. But for parents, if you <coughs> treat your children badly, what happens? They, don't know where to go. they won't dislike you, but they will dislike someone. You know who? Themselves. When parents treat children badly, the children hate themselves because they think I'm not good enough for my mommy or my daddy to treat me like this or to talk to me like this. It means I have done something wrong. It means I. I'm not good enough. And it creates very low self-esteem. And it creates a specific type of anxious <coughs> attachment style or avoidance where I don't want to be too close to this person that will be shouting at me. So we don't know which direction the child will go. But I can assure you, it will not be secure. Mm. Yes. So all these things stem from childhood. And like I said, the good book says it in a very simple way. Train a child through your actions, through your words, through what you allow them to observe. Train a child that way, and when they are old, they will behave exactly how you train them to be. So when you see an adult behaving or misbehaving, just know that's exactly how he was trained by his parents or by his society. All right. We'll take some calls, just a few calls, because we have to wrap it up shortly. Uh, But the point is, uh, please read on the four attachment styles further reading okay educate yourself learn about it it speaks more on parenting childhood yourself as a person and how you relate with other people and if you have a partner how they relate to you and how to understand them better let's take this call i think this is Ibuka calling let's take this call before we read some messages yeah, yeah. hello lagos talks yeah, really good evening yeah really. hello can you hear me yes we can hear you go ahead okay um, yeah, self-awareness is very important. Um, okay, the attachment, you know, how to relate with people. I think communication is another part of it because parents communicating with their 
children. It's more like them understanding their feelings, uh, the emotions, or maybe say the love languages and how to deal with it. So, Mr. Zio, I want to ask, because in Africa, poverty has been recognized. So do you think poverty is one of the reasons why these parents, you know, rush and their children sort of communicate? Because if children are logical, they, they tend to ask you different questions, even to um, stand against your instructions and whatnot. So now, is it poverty that is the root cause why parents, you know, tend to child and the emotions and feeling of their children? Mm. Uh, thank you very much. All right, thank you. Yeah, interesting question. So he wants to know if, like you said, this part of the world, we are abused. It's, it's very difficult to find secure people. He thinks because of the level of poverty and frustration in the land, some people have no choice but to just have less parenting skills and have no patience for it. I, 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 I don't know how to I tried, I tried. tie that to poverty. Let's take this call and All maybe right. you can respond to both. Lagos Talks, good evening. Hello, good evening. Welcome. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm not sure. All right, please go ahead. Okay. Uh, like, I'm guilty of this because that is the way I am raised. Okay. So, right now, it's like, if my children do anything, I, I, I shout at them and all of them. And I don't really like it. Hmm. But I do it continuously. I can I uh, learn it and stop it so that it will not erode their confidence in future? Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that question. Thank you. Very vulnerable. Right, um, mm. I, I can't... Ebuka's question, I can't re- relate it to mm. confidence, to our poverty. I, I really don't know how to. There is poverty in the land, but because there is poverty, it does not mean you attach poverty to everything. I think people just don't know. I think people are just playing out what they were raised to do. They just thinking didn't I know. turned out okay, and that's what they did to and me. So I'll do the same. It. And yeah. we don't know. I don't. There are not many parents that know how to discipline a child without beating the child. And I say beating is not discipline. Beating yeah, is yeah. abuse. If you go into studying what discipline means, it means teaching by example. Not many of us want to teach our children by example. So if a child makes a mess on the floor, if you want to discipline the child, you know what you do? You and the child clean up the floor. Mm-hmm. Not beat the child. But we don't know better. So I think it's tied down to a lot more of tied down a lot more to ignorance than to um poverty. All right. She wanted to know how to unlearn it because she finds that she ah, yells, she beats them. She doesn't know how to break that cycle because she says she doesn't want to raise her children to lack yeah. confidence. She wants them to be it's, confident, yeah. be able to ask questions, to just respond as they should. The My knowledge might be limited on this, but the only way I know how to unlearn it is through therapy and coaching because it's it's a it's a conditioning issue you have to go and be reconditioned you have to see um therapist a coach whatever you want to see i would i would suggest a coach that can take you through the time matrix of your childhood see what was done and then you start to learn then you can read books on what the impact is you can also, very importantly, read books on self-control, 
self-discipline, self-awareness. Because the reason you are shouting is not because of what your child has done. It's because you are not able to control yourself. If you're able to control yourself, you won't shout. And then when you understand the damage is doing and you can control yourself, then it starts to moderate. But you have to be able to first control yourself. Some people don't know how to communicate other than shouting. If your parents shouted at you all through your childhood, it's going to be very, very hard for you to reverse it. It's not impossible, but it's hard. But the moment you are aware of the cause of the problem, then you can now start to seek solutions. Some people shout every day and don't know they are shouting. They don't even know. You tell them, tell them, no, I don't shout at my children. Children be, ha, <laughs> you shout at us every day. They don't realize it because it's so normal for them. So you have to first recognize it and then start to understand what this self-discipline, self-awareness, and then you can start working on it with the help of a coach. All right. Here's a message saying, uh, coming from Olamide from Shumulu, and you're saying, good evening, Mr. Zeal and Michelle. Been a while here, but happy to listen to your great minds this evening. To you, great minds this evening, rather. Been trying to figure out what is responsible for me right now, but the result I'm seeing, but the results I'm not seeing it in my parents' actions. Mm, I don't understand your question, or your. I don't understand what you just said. Here's a message saying, uh, "Bible said, do not spare the rod." for the child so that they will not depart from me. Is the Bible wrong or, or Mr. Man, you're wrong? <laughs> no, your understanding of the Bible is not entirely accurate. So people always think of that I, and I get that a lot. Oh, the Bible says spare the rod. I'm like, the Bible says it's in only one place. You think, I know, but that's not the point. When you understand, when you, have you ever watched how a shepherd deals with his sheep? I have never watched any movie I have never seen, and I'm not talking of cows, I'm talking of sheep. I have not seen shepherds use their rod to hit their sheep. Right? So you need to understand the context of that spare the rod. We're talking about a shepherd. Mm -hmm. Shepherds use the stick to the rod to guide the sheep. When the sheep is going out of was out of the way, they put the rod out as a boundary to to lead the sheep back into the fold. You don't use, you don't go around with your rod whipping your sheep. No, I don't, no real shepherd does that. So go and read the stories in the Bible about how shepherds deal with sheep and tell me if you read Spare the Rod in the context of a shepherd, it means beating your children. All right, we will leave it here today because this is a subject that needs personal attention. So we cannot exhaust it for you. No intention to. Uh-huh. And Dizil doesn't intend to. So it's best to go read on the four attachment styles. It's like reading about love languages, all right? How you educated yourself on that topic. Go read about the four attachment styles and, you know, find out which you grew up in. If you're secure, good, but a lot of people are not so uh, read more on it and learn from that. Do you have any last words to share before we go, Zeal? And for those who would love to reach out to Zeal, I must say you should uh, do that on Twitter at Zeal underscore A. That is Z-E-A-L underscore A. Go read on the four attachment styles. That's my last words. <laughs> yeah. What's yours? Read on the four attachment styles. Read on love languages. Read on representational systems. Just Google repre- representational systems and put NLP next to it. It's all on a journey of self-awareness. Just understand yourself. The more aware you are of yourself and the reason you do certain things, then 
it, you begin to take significantly more control over your life and your outcomes. Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation.